fellas, don't drink that coffee. Twin Peaks? Uh, you know, I'd rather not. What would you rather talk about? <laughs> no, man. He, uh... No, 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 ask real quick. I question to start this this uh-huh. podcast. Um, part eight of Twin Peaks: The Return. Uh huh. Best part, best episode of the season, or greatest episode of television <laughs> of all time. <laughs> So, well, I mean, like, listen, again, with these new episodes, it's Oh, listen, to, I have to listen? Oh, dude, I'll fucking hang up right now. I have nothing. <laughs> um, gotta, I had I've dental gotta, work done today. I've got to bleep that. Well, bleep it then. Okay. For once in your life, do some work on this podcast. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and by the, hey, by the way, welcome back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, de- wait, wait, wait. You had dental work? Yeah, I did dental work today. Did you get like full on just like huge fake teeth? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like you know that donkey? Yeah, yeah. Do you look like that donkey? Yeah, look like that donkey. God, finally, my dreams are coming true. Yeah, I look like First, Matt Dillon. And there's something about Yeah, yeah, yeah. First part yeah. eight, and now this. Yeah, man. It's looking good, and I'm pretty stoked with I'm it. I'm surprised you're able to talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, oddly enough, it makes me talk even better because they removed they what they did is they removed my bottom teeth. <laughs> just you just have room for the top teeth. Just room for the top. So ones. they're really and big they, and really long. Yeah, and they put cushions in my gums on so my lower, yeah. like my well, my lower gums now. And yeah. So it doesn't hurt. You look great, but you'll never eat food again. You know, I can't eat ever again. Uh, it's milkshakes. It's a, it's you know not ideal, but when you're going for that authentic donkey look, <laughs> there's really only what what comes next for you in the in your journey. Is it the tail? Actually, it's figuring out how to grow my hair back. <laughs> um, which and then, in, and then all over your body, right? You have to have it all over your body too. Well, no, that's the easy part. Done. Oh, okay, that's already done. Oh, got it. Okay. Just talked to my wife. Oh, gross. And. Uh, <laughs> But the, but yeah, the mohawk on top is going to be difficult. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I haven't been able to grow hair there for about ten years. And your your ears have to like go up on the sides of your head too. Yeah, I've I've been putting some uh, s- some braces. <sighs> I'm already tired of this. All right, so um, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I was gone. I was gone for you. I went. I went on. No, a- sorry, I wasn't saying welcome back to you. Oh, I no, was no, saying no. welcome back to the podcast because we're no longer taken over by Presbyterians. We can talk about that. Do you want to know how frustrating that was? Well, I don't want to talk about your vacation because literally the one place I want to go to on a cruise since uh, Sam and I got started dating was Alaska. Oh, and you, uh, you didn't get my so, invite. We actually had cancellation last minute and we had we had space. So the Presbyterians. I don't understand technology. I'm, it was like really, really frustrating. Apple was not helping at all. Well, like, eventually they were helpful. No, eventually, like, there's, it's, I don't want to get into it, but like, I don't know what I'm doing. I do all of our podcasting, like the hosting through Squarespace, and everything looked good on my end, but apparently there's this other kind of portal that you people use to, you know, do all of their like um, the settings and stuff. I didn't even know it existed because I've done always done everything through Squarespace. And then that's what Apple was like, oh, have you checked this? And I'm like, why didn't you say this in the first place? But anyway, I, I don't know how it got changed. It was definitely on there and I did not go in and change anything. But it's up now. Everything's fine. Um, I don't think it really killed our listenership because I think everyone who listened to it, the two people, still were commenting on our Twitter. So... 
But yeah. at least if you're looking, if you're like, you know what, I've listened to the other 50 podcasts, I need a 51st. Now you can search and find us. So ha- happy to be your 51st. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was uh, it was a frustrating time, but that's over with. We're back, even though we kind of never left, but now we're at least searchable. And uh, well, we're back until the Pentecostals get us. Yeah, because I just I I have no there's no security. I have no I have I have a weakness for Pentecostals. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, but it's worth mentioning I was gone because I had to try to watch part eight in Canada, which uh, that was very, very difficult and frustrating. And I, I had like figured out a workaround. And then of course, like that was earlier in the day. And then when it's showtime, literally, um, I couldn't get it to work. And so I was like, just mm. losing my mind trying to get it to work. And when I finally got it to work, our internet in the hotel we were at was like so slow that I had to kind of watch it in like a minute and then wait 20 seconds and then a minute. And so like the part with the giant, like walking up the stairs, all that stuff just took forever. Um, (laughs) And as frustrating as it was, I still was thoroughly uh, just blown away and loved, loved part eight. And for me having part seven and part eight back to back, that was like, I think that's what I was, I like hoped for as a fan and was delivered to me. And now let's hear how you felt about part eight. Well, I think you're going to be surprised, Sean. (laughs) Why you got Uh, me a gift? (laughs) Yeah, I got you, uh, an Alaskan cruise. Oh, I just, um, I, uh, yeah, great. Uh, I hope you didn't go because it's not you, returnable. You put it in. You put it in your name. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was very torn on this episode. Okay. Um, because visually, yeah, visually, extremely compelling. Yeah, like. When, you know, I don't know how you want to go through this. No, but we're freeform, buddy. It's jazz. When, Just roll. When, <laughs> uh, when Bad Coop gets shot. Yes. And the homeless dudes come out. Yes. I was like, oh, 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 God. Like it was, <laughs> it was so creepy. Yes. And like the, and like so far, hands down the creepiest thing since that he's ever done until the end of the episode. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but like that was so creepy and like, again, very excessive with the blood, which makes me think David Lynch has something going on in his life. Um, but (laughs) I, I don't think anyone is arguing that. Um, it just seems to be like this season, of television for him has been very gory and I'm not sure why. I don't I don't think you've seen like have you seen Wild at Heart? Like this is not out of his this is in his no, wheelhouse. Out of his wheelhouse. Did you it's see just, this thing the the TV show he created and aired on ABC and how violent that was? Like what Airwolf? No, when Maddie died. Like oh. how violent that was. I'm saying yeah, like that was not as I'm not shocked at all by how gnarly it is cuz I I don't know, I guess I thought you've seen all of his stuff, right? Yeah, I haven't seen Wild at Heart in God twenty years. They but. show Willem Dafoe's head like explode. Yeah, but but with the quality of technology back then, you knew it wasn't William Dafoe's head. <laughs> no, it like, was. This was clearly He's, like he died. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's that makes a lot of sense because yes. his performance in Spider Man was yeah. not that. No, it's great. not because it's not him. Not him. You know that who it sense. is. Who? Paul McCartney. Oh my God! But the real Paul McCartney, not the, the fake one, one who was the on. The one who supposedly yeah, died in a car accident. Not the one, not the fake one who was on Sgt. Pepper's. So you're telling me that the real Paul McCartney didn't die? He just went underground and it eventually came and out. Waited, like waited for William Defoe to die. Man, what a weird turn of events. <laughs> I know. Do you know what's awesome? More strange than that? What? Is it? I guarantee you, there's a YouTube video someone made supporting that fact. <laughs> And if not, there will be now. There will be now. Um, 
so like that beginning to the episode yes was like so like oh my god like it was just it was awesome like it yeah. was um i i had no idea why that guy who shot him stayed so long <laughs> yes like i was like what in the world and then like the weird bubble of bob came out of him yeah um which was gross and strange and creepy and again don't know why the guy was sticking around for so long but then he takes off and he it takes off and his reaction to it was just still so strange his reaction to it was not that weirded out it was more like i killed him uh, he might come back yeah i guess my my um i watched it again yesterday because i had a hard time like i said watching it the first time so like i think it's cuz ray this is that guy ray who's the one who shot him um I think he knows more than you're expecting him to. Like he, what he says to Philip afterwards is, um, "I think he's dead." He says something about how there was someone else with him. He talks about seeing Bob, and he goes, "And I think that's what this is all about." Because remember, Philip Jeffries um, hired Ray to kill Cooper. I think that this was the whole plan was to have, like, Philip knew this was going to happen because Philip told Cooper, I'm going to be with Bob again, right? So this is, like, this is what he... So I think I think the reason Ray isn't, like, the way, reacting the way we're reacting, and he did still, like, I think when he saw it up close, you know, he's very, very, like, you know, um, terrified by this because I don't think he expected it to go down exactly how it goes down with the, the woodsmen who, who come out. Mm-hmm. To extract the Bob egg, um, but I think he kind of knows what a little bit of what he's getting into, right? You know, um, maybe. So Philip Jeffries, remind me who Philip Jeffries is again. David Bowie. So Bowie wants to be with Bob again. Yeah. So that's the thing is actually I I went back to episode to part two to like look into something else. And then I watched the scene where after Cooper, Mr. C shoots Daria, how he, he gets the phone call, he talks to Philip Jeffries. And mm-hmm. he ends the phone call, Philip says, with Philip says, You're going back in tomorrow, and he meant going to the, the Black Lodge. Um, and he says, I will be with Bob again. So I don't know how I, I don't feel like we talked about that. I don't remember I don't remember like hearing that even though i watched that episode like three times no no, you and john talked about that a long time so like yeah yeah, so then i mean you'd have to like assume that at some point philip jeffries was maybe inhabited by bob but like i don't know that's mind-blowing to me because i don't remember i don't know when that would have happened um and maybe he doesn't mean maybe that doesn't mean what i'm thinking when he says be with him like he's gonna be inhabited by him but anyway um yeah weird yeah 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 so that's kind of like what I took away from that scene. I mean, yeah, I, I loved that. It was very, I mean, just like my jaw was just on the ground going, what am I watching? Um, so what are some fan theories about what happens to Cooper? Bad, sorry, bad Cooper. From here on out, you mean? Well, I mean, obviously we don't know. We saw him come back to life, but we didn't you know, see I, anything past I, that. I have to be honest, and just like for people listening to our podcast, uh, other than like kind of staying connected on Twitter, I haven't gone deep into what people are saying. Um, if only because I don't want to have like other people's influence on our show. Um mm-hmm. Because I just think if you're going to listen to someone else's show, I don't want to also spill uh, what they're saying. Um, so kind of like know, I, the same reason I don't watch uh, Paula Panstone specials. That's right. Except yep. except that you do watch a lot of Paula Panstone. Like I've seen, I've actually <laughs> no. come in every time I walk go into your house. It's no, on. no, no, that's not true. But that's you know what I mean. Like I don't want to like. It's all just such hot takes that I don't want to like just regurgitate it into our show. Um, so yeah, that's a great question. Like I was thinking about it. It's the f- first time since um you remember remember after Leland dies and there's that great scene where it's I think Cooper and Hawk maybe Truman and um 
uh, Albert are walking around and, and someone says, I think tr- tr- Harry says, where's Bob now? Um, like that's the question now, like where Bob is, has been extracted from Coop. Where did he, where is he? What is, what's mm. going to happen next? Um, mm. and then I, yeah, I was shocked to see that he comes back to life because the way I, what I saw was him take like three bullets, I think two or three bullets to the chest. And then these, you know, like either, I guess they're called the woodsmen come out and, you know, um, take Bob out of him unless it wasn't really, I mean, you would think one or the other would have killed him Mm -hmm. unless he can't be killed because he's not like a human being, you know? Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I I would think maybe I would think that Philip, if Philip wanted to kill him, he would, he would have some sort of knowledge into that he could be killed. Right. Yeah. I think maybe, yeah, I don't know. Like for some reason, I feel like he has something to do with coop, like being coop. Who does? I don't know. Bad coop. Like being, he has something to do with being good coop. Like they're connected. Yeah. And maybe. I don't know. Because there's just a I, – I, I was talking to somebody. I forget who. I think it was Matt Warburton. We were talking and, and he was saying – I don't know if it was his theory or somebody else's theory that now maybe Bad Coop becomes Dougie. Like not becomes Dougie, sorry, but becomes stupid. Like he's the stupid guy and Good Coop now gets his conscience back huh. or his smarts or brains or whatever. Like this is what they, they they took Bob out of him and now he's just a shell. <laughs> that would have been rad if he like woke up and then went like, <laughs> I don't know, some stupid thing, Dougie line. <laughs> <laughs> it, Tree. It, the worst thing that could happen is if we just have two Dougies now. Oh man! <laughs> teach me how to Dougie. Teach me. Um, teach me how to not Dougie. So and here's my here's a, a part that I actually liked, okay. which I was surprised about. Was the Nine Inch Nails part? <laughs> I like that that dude came back and he introduced the Nine Inch Nails. Wait, which dude uh, came back? Wasn't it the guy who sang that song? It's in not. Fire? No, no, oh, that it's was not. It's not. He looked. He kind of had the same. Maybe he's even wearing the same suit. But yeah. um, but no, that's Jimmy Scott who passed away. Oh so, man, I thought it was that guy. I don't think he's credited that guy in the show. But that'd be funny if that's who it's supposed to be. Hmm. But I, well, he, I think because I think in the in he's in the the finale of season two, and I think he's just credited as the singer. So I don't. I looked at the credits for this. I don't think that guy's in the credits. I think it's funny that they credited the nine inch, nine inch nails as the nine inch nails. The nine inch nails. Yeah. Quotes around the. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so here's my question to you: Which episode do you think is going to have um, Pearl Jam? because <laughs> Eddie Vedder's in the cast list so it's like as soon oh, as I man. saw Nine Inch Nails because Trent Reznor was in the cast list I'm like okay it'd be just so rad if they're just like you know it's like Good Cooper comes back um, so, however he comes back and he's just like I need a donut and then it's just like do 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 and like Eddie Vedder's like hanging from the bar like don't yeah. freeze What if it's what if it's just, uh, David Lynch? Just give me that. Give me my moment, please. Well, I am better. Here's a better moment where he <laughs> uh, he's in the diner, right? Like Eddie Vedder comes into the diner, uh-huh. and uh, he's sitting there, and Annie comes back, right? And he's like, and she sets down some coffee. I seem regular. Yep, Dude, would you put it past David Lynch to just make like a video for that song in the middle of one of these episodes? I like no, would he not. He just did. <laughs> he just did that. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that'd be so fun. Can I tell you that Yes. Uh, I the biggest mystery of this whole show right now yeah. is who the booking agent is for the double R. <laughs> it's Bill Silva, man. Yeah, They're pulling some acts. Um, yeah, is like, is there like a Coachella happening in the area where the, like the the guys just like we don't have anything to do this week? Yeah, hey, all the hip bands. Yeah, 
It's so weird. Um, well, that's the first like big band. Like I honestly, I, and maybe I'm just out of it, but I haven't known any of the other bands. Oh no, I know all the other bands. I have all the records. Oh yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty good. Like I have other B sides and their rarities and yeah, stuff. Yeah, all right, shut up. Um, <laughs> I liked the Nine Inch Nails thing. I will say that on the second viewing, I like started fast forwarding halfway through the song. Well, of course, there's no need. The, but the first time, it was like, oh, this, yeah, this was cool, and I enjoyed it, and I thought it was appropriate considering what just happened. Um, but yeah, like on further watches, I'll probably pass pass through it um yeah but i won't pass through it when it's like bing bong um my god so yeah so Um, that's the only thing that's kind of happening in um present day twin peaks is that first scene where it's nothing man (laughs) he just stands in front of dougie Nothing, man. <laughs> Sorry. So, yeah. So, Isn't it something? My question's about that opening scene, other than, like, what the hell happened with Bob. Which, by the way, one of my biggest questions going into the total, the, like, the whole return was, how are they going to deal with Bob? And I thought so far, it's been awesome. Like, that effect looked really cool to me. And not at all, like... I it, I thought it was just awesome, um, and satisfied that like how are they going to do this and and you know make it look moving the way that Bob used to kind of affect us and I thought that was really cool because one thing for me is like I haven't been creeped out I know that's weird to say by the show but I haven't been creeped out the way I have been in the like with the some of season two and firewalk with me. Like I want that. I want yeah, to but like, I think that you, I think season two creeped you out more because you were young. Yeah. But I watched firewalk with me later and that freaking, you know, gives me the, the heebs. Yeah. The nightmares I had while I slept during that movie gave me, <laughs> uh, Dallas firewalk with me, best twin peaks movie or best piece of art ever created. He wants believed. <laughs> uh, I would uh, here. So here's the thing about that: the the way he used music this episode that I liked with the Nine Inch Nails thing was that you're right. Like it was so much craziness that happened in that first you know five minutes. Yeah, and then it was like we're taking a break. And it was <laughs> like we need a no, break. I, I could. I, that's awesome. Yeah. And then I was hoping that something would happen in the double R that because so much happened in part seven. Yes. That I was like, Oh, okay, cool. We're on a roll. And then, uh, and then no, nope. Well, the thing is, is we may get that. You may get all that in the next episode or you may not. <laughs> I mean, or just more of explosions. I, so, like, I really, really loved this episode a lot. So, again, again, let me preface this. Okay. Visually, yeah. very compelling. I mean, like, all right, be honest. Like, what else on television? Like, I, I did tweet out, and I think I tweeted it out from our account that night. was like, what else is, has been this intriguing visually? Like, I mean, not just in the, like, Twin Peaks. I said, like, maybe... The season two finale held my kind of imagination and and just like captured my brain the way this did. But like, what else? It was just, I was just like slack jawed for over an hour because again, our internet connection was so bad, but I can't think of anything I've ever seen on TV like this. Are you still there? Yeah. I mean... I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You're just behind. Sean? Yeah, hi. Uh, Dallas, oh, yeah. You were cutting in and out on my end. So. Oh. I'm like hardwired I'm to talking. like... I'm I'm hardwired to our ripping internet right now, so... should be... should be... No, you're, you're fine. If you're cutting out to me, that means my connection's bad. Okay. Talk. I'm talking. Or did you want to do a test or you want me to talk? No, I want you to talk about the... I want to keep podcasting. Oh, 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 oh. Um, <laughs> sorry, I didn't know. The, 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 yeah, I mean, I get it. 
nothing else on TV is showing explosions for 20 minutes. I get what you're excited about. Um, but like my only thing is that, you know, John has been sending us all these like stories and interviews and all this other stuff, which I think is like really compelling and interesting things. I'm just getting into the, I'm, I'm just getting worried that this stuff that we're seeing has nothing to do with Twin Peaks and has everything to do with David Lynch probably won't ever direct again. And he's getting all of his ideas out in this series. But what if it's both? It's, but here's the thing. It's definitely not both. (laughs) So the best case scenario here is that he has taken all these ideas that no one else let him make over time is putting them into this show and then trying to make them connect. Yeah. Which is fine. It's again, it's his show. Let him and Mark Frost do whatever they want. But I, I fear that's what's happening and it's getting very, very confusing. Like the, I think the, the quaintness of my, uh, enjoyment of twin peaks was that it was all weird happening in this one little town. Yeah, And now that we've expanded the universe and now we're going back and maybe forward in time, I'm just starting to lose patience with whatever the story is that he's trying to create. Sure. Sure, because like – okay, so to speak on that, like you're right. We didn't get like answers. We actually got just like a million more questions. And I think – that someone like me being a hardcore fan, I was kind of hoping for this kind of, cause to me what it is is not, oh man, I got more, I have more things to like figure out. It's like they're expanding this world that I love a lot, which is like, I'm kind of would be, I'm more interested in that than a, just like a checklist of answers to all the questions I've had. Because I have to be honest, as a Twin Peaks fan, I've enjoyed the theories and the questions. And like, if it didn't, if we, I'm sure I've already gone over all this, but like, if they had summed everything up, then it wouldn't be something that people cared about it or talked about the way people talk about it. So like, I was thinking about like The Hobbit. <laughs> so like, I feel like my comparison is that I'm realizing that perhaps what I really loved was The Hobbit and I'm getting The Lord of the Rings, which is like, here's this world that you really enjoyed and I'm going to like explode it into this huge, bigger thing that if you're a fan of it, you are going to have like more room to spread out and like explore these ideas. And maybe that's not the cleanest metaphor, but like, that's kind of what I felt Sunday night and was excited about like all Mm. these new possibilities. And, you know, I think I can see exactly why you would be frustrated, but that is kind of why I am like, I love this thing even more than I did before now. So now that having said that there's, I still have a lot of like, Okay, why like okay, why are the woodsmen who we've seen before, like we've seen this character, um, why do they look different now? You know? Cause they look When have di- we seen that character? Well, back in Fire Walk with me, there's like two of them in the scene above the convenience store where this is when Philip Jeffries David Bowie is like in the office and he's like freaking out. <clears throat> they show his whether if it was his dream or whatever, they show the convenience store. This is when Mike and Bob are sitting at that table. Um, this was in our five hour firewalk with me podcast. We talked about it, but they show there's two um, guys. They're credited as woodsmen and they have like beards and hats, but their faces aren't black and they mm-hmm. don't. So it's like, okay, so, and it's not as simple enough as like, Oh, well this is how they looked back then because we've seen one of these woodsman guys now you know what I mean? This is the guy who was in the jail cell who disappeared. And this mm-hmm. was um, the guy who walked past Major Briggs. Um, mm-hmm. So obviously, we kind of know now the connection. It was like something to do with, you know, Major Briggs brought this guy forward. Something going on with, um, you know, 
<clears throat> this kind of speaks to uh, was it Bill? Uh, was it Hastings? Is that Matthew Lillard's character? You know, maybe there's something going on with <clears throat> with him that a we would see one of those um, one of those woodsmen in the sale the jail cell. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like that's my biggest question. Because again, we don't have to explain this episode. If you watched it, you know what happens. Um, I think my my biggest question is what. Because let's just go through it real quick. We see that we see the bite just said what we would do, and I'm going to do it. We see the bomb explode, and then we think he kind of goes through that like very Stanley Kubrick 2001 you know scene with the the going through the explosion, and then we see that thing vomit all the junk and the eggs and Bob. And then Mm -hmm. that's when we see the giant um, and that woman in that room. And he sees the bomb and he sees Bob and he levitates and uh, he kind of creates this ball, this golden ball that has Laura's face on it. And then at the end we go to uh, like 10 years forward and um, that egg with the and then the girl and the boy and the the little frog thing that jumps into her mouth and then we have the scene with the woodsman who comes back and has his little monologue on the radio okay that was the worst explanation of this episode but to me my question is what was in the egg because mm-hmm. what was your thought watching it oh well, I didn't look at the thing go in the girl's mouth. I couldn't. I, I just didn't want to watch that. So awful. Uh, um, so it's clear that he hates women and he hates children. Um, <laughs> and you. And not a fan of me. Um, I thought the woodsman thing was like super creepy. And in the when he went to the, t- the radio station and crushed people's heads. Yeah. Uh, the sound effects. Wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, pretty spot on for what I would imagine that might sound like. <laughs> uh, and it was really awful to listen to. Um, but like that whole thing was super creepy. I don't know what the poem has to do with anything. Um, I'm sure that we'll figure that out. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, remember, but, uh, remember when I texted you, I said, Hey, the one thing you have to do before the podcast tonight is figure out what the poem means. Oh, damn. Did you, did you do that? Did you do the one thing that you have to do for the podcast? You know, I'll Google it. <laughs> um, I'm sure that I won't get my, many hits back. Hits. Um, hits. Yeah, man. Like, so, you know, I don't know about the egg thing. I have no idea. Did the egg thing come from something? So um, the way it goes is like we see, you know, we saw the Bob sack thing come out of the, what's, it's billed in the, in the credits as the experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, which just real quick, I'm pretty sure that's what was in the box that killed those kids. I don't know if you kind of noticed the look of that thing. Oh yeah, no, I agree. That's okay. what I also thought. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so then that's the scene where the, the giant sees that and he levitates and you know, like he, the, that like golden uterus looking thing comes out of him and then Laura, Mm-hmm. And then um, the woman kind of like, 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 it looks like like a backwards like um, it's like a horn or something where she like you know sends her out into the mm-hmm. earth. So that precedes the egg. So you think, okay, well, maybe that's Laura, right? Like my 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 original thought was, okay, well, the the little girl is Sarah Palmer. Like I don't know if she's from New Mexico because I don't know if we ever like found out her backstory that far. Sure. But okay, you know that since that followed, um, the scene where Laura the ball is like sent to Earth, you would think okay, that's what this is, right? But my question then is, the woodsman's poem is what makes the girl kind of go into that trance and allows the egg to enter. So then, what are the woodsmen then? Because they're obviously like bad right yeah so why would they help laura or why would they help the giant if we kind of assume the giant is good and assume the woman i think her name is senorita dido 
Um, <laughs> not the artist Dido, though, I guess. Not the same. Um, so, so then what are these guys? Also, Dido, part 12. She'll be in part 12. You know what I mean? Like, that's... If it's yeah. if it's Laura, then they obviously had a hand in that. Like he arrived to do that. So then it makes you think, well, it's not it's not Laura. It's you know, could it be Bob? But then Well sorry, go ahead. No, I just like that's the thing I'm most confused about is like are we seeing the origin of Bob coming out of that thing, or did Bob go back? Like, you know what I mean? Because it looked like the giant knew who he was when you see him come out mm. of that experiment. So was Bob being sent back f- after he's extracted from Coop? Um, oh, you know, I, like my thought on the whole, cause it's also worth mentioning, like the giant and that woman are in, they seem to be in that area. I'm not sure if it's the same building, that Coop is in when it's, there's like that purple sea, you know? Uh-huh. And we see Coop in that room at the very, very beginning of the show. He's in black and white. So my thought is like, is the black and white supposed to represent time? Because because David Lynch obviously used black and white to represent, you know, the 50s. Um, mm-hmm. He didn't shoot that in color. So my thought is like, are we just random kind of uh, thinking out loud, like, the first scene in the show is Cooper. Like has Cooper gone back in time and does that, is that what the black and white represents? Um, because we see Cooper in that like purple sea area later when he's in that one room where he's transported and he's in color. Um, yeah. whether or not that's the same room or not, I don't know, or the same building, but it seems to be the same like land or, you know, dimension or whatever. Um, hmm. same color of the waves and everything. So, but yeah, that's my big my my big question is what what is who is the egg and what does that mean for the woodsmen? I was thinking like if it's Laura and the woodsmen are there to like make sure that egg gets hatched, are they like the referees of this of this dimension? Like they they don't have a side. They just like make sure everything kind of takes place like oh, you know like Cooper got killed. All right, we got to go get Bob. Like, oh, Laura's got to come in. All right, we got to go on the airwaves. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I love <laughs> you made the airwaves. you made a joke about how they're like the minions of the yeah. And I I had a really really too much way too much fun making of an image where I superimposed them into that. Yeah, um, it's pretty great. It is pretty great. I think it only it doesn't have enough likes, but okay. um. But yeah, that's my. If it's Bob, it makes sense that that they would show up. But then, like, why did why was the the ten years from when we kind of see Bob come out of the experiment till when the egg is hatched? I don't know, man. I mean, I I really like. I'm in. I kind of enjoyed this hour of TV, not because it gave me answers, but because it just felt like you know, overwhelming and they're like, wow, there's new questions that I'm kind of excited to try to find answers to. Yeah. I mean, the only theory, pardon me. The only theory that I kind of had was about like the little girl and the little boy was that the little boy was Leland. Yeah. And I only thought that because there's a part in the, I don't know if it was season one or season two, when Leland explains how he used to go out to a, a house, like his parents yeah. and him used to stay at a house in the summers or something like that. Yeah. And that's where he met Bob. But that was in, he says it's in Pearl Lakes, which is by Twin Peaks. Oh, well. Hey, and the woodsman didn't used to be black. Things change. No, I know. I know. I'm just trying to think. I, I hadn't thought that that would be Leland. Um, yeah, because who knows? Maybe it is, and maybe that girl comes to visit him. You know, like that's how. Yeah, I don't know, or maybe he visits the girl. But I mean, like the also the Sarah Palmer thing makes sense too. It also, by the way, I was thinking like, in the absence of explanation of like, well, maybe it's not Laura, and it's weird that it would be Bob because we know Bob. Bob must have entered Leland around that time. It could be someone else. 
know what I mean? It could be, and this could be a flashback of someone else, you know, some other host. Maybe this is Mike. Um, and it could be, you know, uh, something new that's set off. I don't know. I mean, it, there's really, all you can do is start a podcast about this and hypothesize, I, you know. But yeah, I don't I mean, think. I, but I don't think that like this is all. Again, I know we had we had this conversation two podcasts ago. But I don't think this is all just there to not have set up for something later on. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like <clears throat> to me, it. Um, I mean, it definitely won't be something that makes sense. So, but, like, but maybe, maybe I mean, you know, maybe it will though. Yeah, if, if the next the next episode opens up and we see that that's Sarah Palmer, you know, then you would assume like okay that was Laura, and then the question is why why would the woodsman be involved in this, you know? Because this is the water and this is the wine. There's a line about the horse is the white of the eyes and dark within. And the only th- so the only thing I have on that is like we've seen this horse not only with Sarah Palmer, um, but also we saw it in the in the Black Lodge this season, and the white of the eyes and dark within represents to me the doppelgangers we saw you know most notably in like season two finale how they all had the white eyes and they were the dark darker side. Yeah. So I don't know why I don't know what the horse means, but that's what I thought about that. Hmm. Um, but I don't know, yeah, I mean, and, I, and I don't know that necessarily like what he was saying was important as what it was doing. The purpose of what it was doing was like putting all these people in a trance, and most notably the girl who swallows the horrible frog thing. Yeah, I don't know what it. Uh, I mean, that's the thing is like my only theory is that it was one of the Palmers that gets the thing stuck in its mouth, and that's how it transports to Twin Peaks. But then, I mean, then, you know, that only gets you so far. Well, I think the other thing that I thought about was, does Laura have still a part to play in this? Because the way they that she's kind of hatched and the woman looks at her and kisses her, it's like, we know so far, Laura, there is, there is a kind of ongoing thing on like, and we talked about this a lot in Firewalk With Me, or the podcast, like, did Laura win? Did Bob win? It's like, I feel like because I don't think that Laura not letting Bob, you know, inhabit her is winning because she died. So my question is, is like, does she still have a part to play in this going forward? Is she going to end up being the one who saves the day? Like, that would be amazing. I really hope so because she's just got the crap kicked out of her for the, you know, entirety of the show, even in this season. So, um, that was one thing I thought about when I saw her face in that globe, but you know, I think, Uh, dude, I even, I have a great theory. Oh, hit us, but it's not going to be a thing. Oh, great. But wouldn't it be interesting if the Laura Palmer that we saw in the first season of the show was Laura's evil doppelganger? Oh, so you mean like, well, we saw her in Firewalk with me. But you, you know what I mean. The Laura Palmer that we've seen before she dies. Yeah, yeah. Is actually Laura's doppelganger. Okay. I'm just saying, I don't know. Because she was, if they sent her down as like an anti-Bob or something or to stop Bob, like. But, she's, but, then, but she actively like fights Bob. We see Bob in Leland in Firewalk with me. But was Bob trying to kill her to get her back to the lodge? But Bob wanted her to Bob wanted her to let him inhabit her. Like he says it. <clears throat> hmm. But but like the question is is like I mean they have, you know, artistic license like no other. Are they changing that story? Like if this is I think, well, I, from what I, again, like I have tried to, not, I haven't listened to any podcasts, I haven't read any essays or anything, because people are already making like a college thesis out of this episode. Um, but did what we see post the bomb, is that like, are we having a flashback or are, are things changing? Like, 
you know what I mean? Like, is this stuff that's like, you know, new happenings? Was that, you know, was that Bob coming out of the experiment, the same Bob we just saw harvested? I don't know how that happens, but you know, the, I think these are some of the questions people are having, like if this is new or if this is flashback. So Hmm. the one thing I would say is the giant, when he sees the bomb, doesn't react to the bomb, but reacts to Bob in a way where it felt like he had seen the explosion before and it also, and also knew Bob. So like that this wasn't, this wasn't news for him to see Bob. You know what I mean? Like he, he either had never seen him before and was expecting him or he knew him the way, the way his reaction is. Yeah, it's interesting because they there's that one thing that like John sent us that was like Lynch wanted to do a show about the atomic bomb and that it changed the people in the town. Yes, 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 yes. That was the comedy, right? So yeah, this is you're talking about our friend John Lorenzo. Unfortunately, uh, he's busy with this. He's doing a show right now, um, which is called Pump Up the Volume, a '90s Palooza. Did I get that right? Mm-hmm. We're gonna go see it. I'm gonna go see it on August 4th, and you're gonna go see yes. it too. Oh, I'm we very, are. I'm very excited. Um, and we're gonna have like a. We're gonna actually have the first time the three of us have been together in a while. Um, but so he's busy with that. Ooh, John can't make it. <laughs> he's busy with that, but we have been texting because, uh, like I said, John is my oldest Twin Peaks friend, and so he sent us <clears throat> links to I think Ronnie Rocket because he was mentioning some of the things in there. There was. Um, the one saliva bubble was the one where the, the kind of experiment where everyone gets switched. Um, and then the other one was the woodcutters from fiery ships, which was the CD ROM that Lynch was going to do that never happened, which I remember that being announced, um, in like 98. But I've also seen other things where like Lynch talked about the like frog thing. (laughs) He like Mm -hmm. talked about this in the past. So I, again, it, I don't. I don't disagree that he's maybe using up some ideas, and maybe because he thinks he's never going to direct again, and he just wants to get them all out there. Um, but I'm. But didn't he like say that he wasn't like this was the only thing he, he was going to direct? He said at one point he was done, and then he kind of backpedaled a little bit. Um, but you he have said, to. I'm done unless I can bring back the woodsman. <laughs> so. Yeah, he uh, he did kind of recant that a little bit, but I don't think he's just doing it to be like, I'm gonna you know use up all my ideas and then not worry about any of them paying off. I like again, I don't feel like Mark Frost would let that happen, but time will tell. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you're giving this, a ton of credit to Mark Frost. This episode to me just was like. I actually took the least amount of notes on it. I just loved watching it and not having to like sit there and analyze. Like it just felt like I was like at a concert or something. Like it was just happening. I was like an experience. Well, that's the thing I think that's weird about this episode that made me not hate it was that I don't feel like we are answering any questions. Like not any. (laughs) I feel like if anything, he was like, setting the groundwork for maybe what the show is now, if that yeah. makes sense. No, totally. So like, I don't like, I, I like, I didn't really watch it and go like, oh, God, what, what is this guy? What is this guy? Like, I didn't, I didn't really look at it that way. Cause I mean, I seen the giant, we saw back, like we saw familiar faces, you know, the bad coop thing is weird that he woke back up. Who knows what's going to happen there? Um, but again, Dougie seems to wake up every morning and we're stricken with that. So why not <laughs> bad coop as well? But I mean, you know, like, so uh, that I wasn't so like frustrated about. It was more that, like I said, my only takeaway was that I'm just getting to the point where I don't know if Lynch is concerned with and I, and then I don't want you to be offended by this. Um, I don't know if Lynch is concerned with giving the Twin Peaks fan the Twin Peaks experience as much as he might be concerned with giving 
the with 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 being able to do the lynch thing but i think i think that where what i would comment is <clears throat> this is the twin peaks experience experience is to not like we're used to not having all the answers and like people can complain about it but their fans the real fans have enjoyed the mystery i mean that's part of the thing that's beautiful about the show is it makes you think i mean the simplest sentence i could describe the show is it makes you think because it does you it's not a show that just wraps up every single plot that's what i like about it and so what i wanted was new mysteries and new things to explore and to talk about um to spend 40 hours making a podcast about like i'm 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 getting the twin peaks experience that i wanted especially out of seven and eight i mean it's like those two episodes back to back to me is probably my favorite two episodes in twin peaks the way they did that um and maybe i'm just been too excited about it and and time will change that because there are some fantastic moments in season one and season two but i mean i don't need i i i went into this knowing I'm not going to get all the answers and I don't expect to. I want to spend, whether it's the next however many years until they do another season or if it's the rest of my life, I have enjoyed Twin Peaks in my life the way it has been, which is something I think about a lot and I, I ponder and go, what does this mean? You know, I, that's part of the experience. Well, I mentioned like, and I guess you know we we do have enough people who interact with this show, with sorry with our podcast. So I would I guess put that to the other people too, like who are Twin Peaks fans. Like, is this is are you have the same opinion as Sean? Like, are you just as excited as Sean that anything is happening, no matter what is happening? Yeah, and, it I, seems, and it I don't think like, that's a wrong. Like, no, I don't no. think that's a Oh, yeah. I mean, it seems like from what I've garnered on Twitter, people are kind of mostly in favor of it. And I know there have been people frustrated with it who are who I think are fans, you know. Yeah, no, I I don't know. I'm just interested. It's just yeah. interesting because I don't like I remember when Anchorman 2 came out. Oh, I love Anchorman 2. And I was like, yeah, this is what I wanted. I wanted it to be just as stupid as the first one. I wanted him to, like, I wanted them to open with my old job. I still can't get over that. <laughs> yeah, that was really For those funny. of you who don't know, I don't know if I've ever talked about this, I used to host the Dolphin Show, and that's how Anchorman 2 owns, opens. It's with Ron Burgundy ho- hosting the show I literally used to host. Um, it was so surreal to see that. Yeah, it was really funny. But I mean, like, Anchorman 2, like, the only thing that changed from that to the first movie was that uh, Adam McKay and to some degree Will Ferrell, uh, but way more Adam McKay, has become so vocal about his, like, kind of anti-media stance. Yeah. Like, he's been very against, like, Wall Street and the media and, like, very vocal against, you know, Republicans and stuff like that. And so, like, Anchorman 2 is, is laden with, like, you know, what – how media stopped being important and started being ridiculous. Yeah. So the, that's the only thing that really changed was that it was a ridiculously stupid movie with the just this time tried to have a message. And I think that people forgot that Anchorman 1 was also ridiculously stupid. And I think they just loved it so much and it was so different that they just forget all the flaws. And so they waited for, what, 10 years or whatever for the sequel to come out. And the sequel comes out and people are like, this sucks. I, I thought like, it was what? really funny. I actually only saw it one time, but I remember watching it going, I need to watch this again. I, I, I watched I, it the other day. I it was, was, I was really miss, It's really joke dense. I was missing jokes. I thought it was It's so crazy good. That how many jokes are <laughs> yeah. in that movie. And a lot of them are stupid. Yeah. But like that's the point. Yeah. So that's when I look at like Twin Peaks. I'm like <laughs> I I was I guess I was hoping for more of the same when it came to Twin Peaks. And uh even if it was more ridiculous things that don't have answers and opening the world up a bit, 
And so that's why, like, I look at this and I'm like, I don't find like that's not what I'm finding with this show. This show is like an entirely different show, just using a couple of the same characters, yeah, to kind of make it go. And I, I I'm just interested to know if other Twin Peaks fans have your share your enthusiasm for sure. that, sure, for that go around. But that's a good, of, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, I was just saying instead of just sticking to the town and kind of yeah from there. That's a good point, though, in that, like, I forget that we haven't really been in Twin Peaks that often. And when we have been there, it's been kind of, like, a mixed bag of, like, I liked this, I didn't like this, you know. Twin Peaks, the town, was almost like a character in the first, at least the first season. And we haven't yeah, had I that. Like it, I feel like you could do a whole, I mean, honestly, like, the, maybe, and, and this is, I, I, I'm giving this as a credit to Mark Frost and David Lynch, but I feel like, with all the new characters they've added, I feel like you could do storylines with so many. Do you of mean them. you could do a spinoff of Twin Peaks called Twin Peaks? Yeah, where they're of. actually just in the town. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I would love to see more of Amanda Seyfried and her boyfriend's characters. Like, what is going on with them? Like, yeah. I'd love to see what's happening with Ed. For God's sake, we sakes. still haven't seen Ed. I wouldn't mind seeing what's happening with, uh, you know, more with what's happening. Um, uh, with Shelly, like, yeah. or Bobby, like, yeah, there's a lot of characters that I would love to see more of what's going on. We might have to petition for Twin Peaks, the return, the return. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I will say this episode, I know that you loved it. And that New York times guy was like the fact that we could turn on showtime and have this episode just come across as a present that will last forever or whatever he said. Uh, I know, and John loved this episode. I know that people loved this episode, and I didn't hate it by any means. I, visually, it was visually with the graphics and the CGI and the way he shot things. It, it's one of those episodes that reminds you of how good a filmmaker David Lynch can be when he wants to be. Uh, I just think that sometimes he doesn't want to be. <laughs> I don't think he's concerned with what you think is good filmmaking. I think he's just going to do what he does and I think some people are going to like it and I think a lot of people are not going to like it. I think that's all how it's always been. Well, I'm uh, Sean, I, I I'm pretty sure I agree with you there. I, I don't think he ever has thought about me in his life and nor does he care what I think, but this is a podcast where we express our opinions about the show. He's, actually, so he's outside your house right now. I'm expressing my opinion about the show. Did you ever did you see Anchorman 3? <laughs> no, I did not. It was called The Big Short. The Big Short. Did you see The Big Short? Yeah, it was an Adam McKay movie. It's good. It's so good. It's good. Steve Carell's freaking awesome in it. I love that movie. Yeah, um, it's on Netflix. I watched a lot to go to sleep. Right. Did you what, ever see... What? What were you say? Did you see The Other Guys? Yes. The Other Guys is underratedly very There's funny. There's some really funny moments in that. It's really funny. Michael Keaton's great. Did you in see it. Jersey Boys? Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's some really Brad. Is it Brad Gelman? He is amazing in that. Oh, Brad, Brad Gelman. Gelman. He's in Twin Peaks: Return. He, but he's in that. Yeah, the other guys. Yeah. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, the two, like the way they kill off the two guys in the beginning is so funny. Yeah, it's so funny. Um. Anyway, I guess it feels like we've come to the end, and like. I'm at this episode again. I loved it as an experience. I the mo things I'm most interested in kind of right now are what's happening in the plot. Like some things we didn't talk about is like where were where were Ray and Cooper going? You know, and he talks about something like called the farm. You know, mm -hmm. and and also what I thought was interesting was Cooper has him get off the freeway to go to wherever they're going, and then he's driving for a while like off the path and obviously Cooper knows where they're supposed to go. So after he kills, shoots Cooper, he gets back on the highway. So like where were they headed and where is he headed now? And where's Ray going now? Um, those, uh, those are two things that like, I'm really, really curious about. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I guess the big thing is like, where do we go from here? Are we going to start the next episode in 1956 or whatever it is, or are we going back to Twin Peaks? How much of how much of the story going forward is going to be occupied by this? Um, didn't that guy look like Abe Lincoln? 
a Blinken? The Woodsman? Yeah, he did. You know what's funny is the Woodsman actually like looked really cool. <laughs> yeah. Did you notice that like the God of Light thing was like, I thought that was interesting considering what fire means in this story, you know? Like, Ooh, the God of Light. No, no, God, he was saying God of Light. Like he had the cigarette. Oh, God of Light. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Why did that take me so long to figure? It's okay. It's okay. But you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, this yeah. whole, the whole, how big of a part fire plays in, in this story, the God of Light question, like, has this before he gets a light and this was what starts everything, you know? Yeah, dude. Like, well, it's also weird too. Like, what were they doing you know what I mean? Like, what were they doing in that weird place? Well, yeah, where they're, they're the, all by the cars, you know? Yeah. And, like, they, they didn't do anything to those old people is also strange to me. But they tried to, but they're just, like, really slow. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. It was interesting that way he they shot the killing of the receptionist at the radio station looked like... Um, kind of reminded me of the way the kids died. I, and that they didn't die the same way, but that kind of, like shakiness i don't know yeah i feel like they shot that in a very like almost like noir kind of way where like you saw it but you didn't see it yeah and like it was like shot from like low angles i don't know it was interesting um yeah i I, plot wise i you know the the questions you have are different from mine i i don't even i just wonder what's going on and like you know, I'm wondering when something's going to feel like it's coming together. I just need like one thing to feel sure. like it's coming together. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, and I don't know. I know it's going to happen because it ha- it's happened in every season. So we just need, not we, I just need one thing to like come together and go, oh, okay. Yeah. And then I'm also very curious, as I'm sure a lot of people are, if they're going to try to do another season after this. Like, it, it does make me very curious to see if they even have that in the works. And I know the, the idea is see how well it's received. Yeah. I don't know if it's being received as well as they hoped. Well, I mean, I know they probably look like you said, visually, I mean, they must've spent a fortune on the show. Um, I don't know, man. Really? Like, I, I thought, no, uh, again, no disrespect because well, uh, John and I have the same opinion of this. All of his graphics and CGI and everything skip, up to this point have been the, really stupid. I disagree to this one. To like the bomb and all that stuff I thought was amazing. But that's not – but you don't spend – again, I, okay, I don't think you spend take, a ton on that stuff. Take I think the that's, effects out and just like 18 hours of production. I mean and it, I think like some of the black and white stuff looked so good and so cool. Like when the girl – again, I mean, it was really creepy but that girl – when she's like in her room and she falls asleep, like it's just shot so beautifully. Oh no, no, no. Like the, listen, the, the way this episode was shot and the way I think that this entire season has been shot has, yeah. has was, was what I was looking forward to most because the technology is finally there for him to do this. Yeah. And I, and I, but I just don't think it costs as much as you probably think it did. Uh, that not that was standing. I just think that it's like, I wonder critically, of course, most people are going to love this and the twin peaks fans are out in force. I just wonder if it's getting any new fans, you know what I mean? Like, I wonder if it's having an impact in showtime's ratings, I guess, but I don't even know if they do ratings. I mean, it's just interesting. I'm just interested. Who knows if it's something where it's, you know, unfortunately we're running out of time with David Lynch. It's like, we can't go another 25 years of this being like a, cult thing where we you know we're gonna get more of it because people just keep supporting it over the years so i mean i'm i'm like i'm kind of just resolved to like this is gonna be it and i'm gonna enjoy every minute of it and we also get another mark frost twin peaks book at the end of this so maybe that's the last thing we get um what if at the end of this uh, the end of the season laura palmer just goes i'll see you in five months He's like, yay! <laughs> and there's just like a party, like a dance party in the Black Lodge. <laughs> but it's all in reverse. Yeah. Oh, it'd be amazing. Oh, I think we should end there. Okay.
Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Percolator Pod. You can look for our podcast on iTunes. You can search for Dish in the Percolator now. It's there. All the old episodes are there. Um, subscribe on iTunes. Give us a review. We have six reviews, and they're all like five stars. I know. I saw that. That's very nice of people. Be number seven. You, uh, yeah. you don't even have to give us five stars. You can be honest. But I do appreciate everyone who's listened and followed along since the beginning of this thing. And I mm-hmm. honestly, I'm having the best time watching the show. And I'm having a blast doing the podcast with you, Dallas. And I'm glad that we finally wrangled it back from the hands of the filthy Presbyterians. <laughs> They're just trying to reform. Let them get, get, get their own podcast. This crappy <laughs> one is mine. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to... Uh, you gonna watch part nine? No, on, I'm on not Sunday? gonna watch anymore. But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'll get to watch it Sunday. But yeah, I will. Of All course, right. I'll watch part All nine. Right. We'll uh, we'll watch it and we'll we'll convene. We'll record. We'll be back next week. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks, Dallas. Thanks, buddy. Bye bye. I seen the ruggedness. <laughs> Dig that, Kurtz. Don't let yourself be hurt this time. Don't let yourself be hurt this time. Then I saw your face. Then I saw your smile. The sky is still blue. The clouds come and go. Yet something is different. Are we falling in love? Don't let yourself be hurt this time. Don't let yourself be hurt this time. Then your kiss so soft, then your touch so warm. The stars still shine bright, the mountains still high. Yet something is different. Yes, something is different now. The guitar came in. I feel like I'm floating. Floating above a keyboard and a guitar. A guitar. Are we falling in love? Falling. Falling. Are we falling in love? That's the ketchup. I like coffee. Donuts. <laughs> Russ Tamblin.